right. All right, guys. Uh, so I'm not actually preaching. Sorry, Will. Uh, but I really love the prayers. It's really nice. I feel it. Uh, so this is the deal. Um, now we're doing this. Uh, we're doing two series side by side. The series that I'm teaching is called Habits, right? And it's talking about, oh, April? Okay, so habits, habits is all about growing like in your, um, in your maturity in Christ by doing certain things like spiritual disciplines, okay? And then the, my staff, they're going to be actually teaching on our five purposes. Can you put up the, um, the mission statement, the purpose statement that we have? Um, and if you guys look at it, our five purposes are in there. So we exist to honor. That's one of the words. Yeah, honor Jesus, right? Serve others, that's another purpose. Connect, equip, and multiply culturally diverse students for the glory of God. So the, the five words are honor, serve, connect, equip, and multiply. And my staff will be teaching on one of those words each week. Today is honor, which is Robin and Sean. And we, fought, we found it appropriate that Robin and Sean teach it because we, uh, honor is another word that we use for worship. And they're going to be teaching about how one of our purposes is uh, in a, as a community is to worship. We want to do well. We want to be worshipers at heart. And uh, if, you, if you ever talk to Sean one-on-one, um, uh, -on -one, one of her deep, deep burdens is that you guys would learn how to be worshipers. Um, and she's going to teach you on it today with, with Robin, and uh, it, I'm pretty excited about what they're going to do. Uh, good, nice, nice little slow clap. So we're going to have Robin and Sean come up, and um, uh, I'm going to pray for them, and then they'll start. Do you need this clear? And Sean, every time she gets in front of people, she gets really nervous, so. You're, are you clapping that she gets nervous? She does this. And then she starts crying. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for my brothers and sisters um, here, my brother and sister here. And, uh, and what they have to teach us. God, I just thank you that um, it's not just knowledge that you're teaching us, uh, but you're teaching us your heart. And I just pray that through Sean and Robin's, God, that that, that passion, that heart for, for worship would come through and that we really um, be able to reprioritize, reset um, our hearts in the right place that we might worship you more and more deeply with more and more of all of our hearts. And we know that that's a work of the Spirit. And so... We ask as Sean and Robin speak, God, that your spirit would move in a mighty way in our hearts, God, and that we'd be open to receive it. Pray against any kind of pride, something that we've heard before maybe, or, or a distraction. Maybe we, didn't, we stayed up too late last night and we're sleepy. I just pray against any of those things, anything that Satan would come to take away uh, the seed that you're planting today. So I just thank you for uh, Sean and Robin and their willingness, and I just pray that you give them courage to speak with confidence rather than fear. In Jesus' name. these globe lights on I'm specific <laughs> don't fall asleep all right so as Howard introduced we are doing honor aka worship um, you can oh where's the clicker
<coughs> okay. Entitled it Heart of Worship. Okay, so our oh no. Our big idea is that worship is life, meaning well we're gonna explain. <laughs> what? Okay, so we chose this verse because we felt like it represented what worship is and what it should mean. So Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Okay, oh. okay so, sorry, I can't see. But as you guys know, if we say like, if we say the word worship, you usually think of it and you relate it to music because that's what we just did a while ago. But um, I guess it is, music is worship. So if you know Bethel and Hillsong, House Fires, whatever other band you listen to, Christian band that you listen to, obviously they do worship to glorify God. But there's also other, um, uh, other ways to worship through music, like composing. So Johann Sebastian Bach <laughs> is a German composer, and uh, he's a Christian. And if you see, these are like his uh, score music, or sheet music, and that cursive thing there that says Sol Deo Gloria or something, it says for the glory of God in all of his sheet music. And that's how he basically talked to God and worshiped him and glorified him. So if we could just um, close your eyes and listen. Can you click the, does it work? If you click the, no, if you click the, there's a media thing. Not here. How do we do it? It's, it's at the corner of the, that slide. Oh no. <laughs> Not there? Is it working? Sorry. Hold on. Is it not working? If it's not working, it's okay. You can just move on. But I was just gonna make you guys close your eyes and listen to it for like a minute. And it's like this beautiful piece of music that he, like I said, uses to glorify God and that was his worship. So just saying that uh, you don't have to like sing to worship, you can do it through composing music too. So there's not just music that you can use to um, worship God. So clearly you can see that the Sistine Chapel, uh, drawn by Michelangelo, is a prime example of that. So you can create something beautiful in the name of God. So you're bringing him glory. So like he did that so he could bring God glory. So yeah, it doesn't have to be just music. Um, also, a painting of The Last Supper by 
da Vinci. Um, apparently he painted this on a wall and the wall kept chipping, so he kept like trying to fix it over and over. But again, it's just a painter trying to glorify God. So yeah, it's not just like fine arts where you would um, confine glorifying God to just like music or drawing, but you can play sports for God too. So here's Jeremy Lin, who um, he's self-proclaimed Christian. He's uh, pretty strong, devout. And uh, there's another example, which is Dwayne Wade. So he also is a Christian, and he's also special because the number three that he picked is um, he chose that as a representation of the Holy Trinity being the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So even while he's playing professional basketball, he tries to recognize God and just while he's playing. Okay, also we tried to look for a scientist that worships God. It's, it's kind of hard to find because there's like a thing of science between, I mean, like there's a divide with science and worship, but Galileo Galilei, um, he's like the telescope guy, or yeah. <laughs> and he figured out that the Earth orbits around the sun. Um, he basically in his work also glorified God through science. Also Aaron Fan, I, I remember, I got you. I remember um, Howard saying like Aaron was like worshiping God through like the microscope and whatever. Yeah, you can worship. <laughs> but you can worship God through science too, and math or school. If you're good at school, do it for God. So um, there are writers in this world who not only write just like fiction or nonfiction, but they're Christian authors too. And uh, C.S. Lewis is a really big example. He's probably one of the world's most famous um, Christian authors. We read it at my school all the time because, you know, we're a Christian school. So um, he gives us a quote that says, it is in the process of being worshipped that God communicates his presence through men. So um, basically what he's saying is, like, when we worship, we're communicating that God exists. So whenever we're offering our praise and trying to bring God glory, we're trying to show others that God exists and that there is a creator. Okay, so our next point is that worship or basically our first point was that you can worship not just through music. So take that off of your minds and whatever you're good at, whatever your talents are, that's how you can worship God. So if you're good at school, like I said, marching band, uh, not league. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you be good at? Like Michelle drawing those calligraphy things you can be for God. Anything that you're good at and you're passionate about and that God has gifted it to you, you can use it to worship God, not just through music. Um, our next point is that worship is reverent. Reverent meaning it's the feeling or showing deep and solemn respect. Um, if you guys notice, every time we start the service, we do a reverence initiative, and it has like a psalm or, yeah, I think a psalm, or any verse that begins this, the the service. It's through it's so that we realize that in this attic with these hipster globe lights and those random hearts and these seats that when we come here together worshiping God, um, it's reverent. It's like a glimpse of heaven. This is what we're gonna do in heaven. We're gonna worship God together. Um, yeah, so God created us 
to glorify him and that's our only purpose in life basically is to worship him and I know that sounds boring but it's not because it's a great feeling when you when you truly understand um, the meaning of worship and understand that that's your whole life it's not boring at all Um, and yeah it's not just between you and God it's between everyone I used to think that it was just between me and God but I hit a wall because of that mentality. But if you think that, oh, it's me and the youth and God singing these songs to Christ, to Jesus, to God, um, it's, it takes it to another level. You can do it. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to share a little piece of my testimony uh, pertaining to music or worship. So I was here in middle school, I think sixth grade, I joined the uh, worship team for the junior high, and I played bass. But uh, I never really saw the point of worshiping or really like what playing music was all about. I thought of it just as like an activity or something I did. So um, yeah, I played for all three years of middle school, I think. and. Um, didn't really think much about it, <clears throat> didn't really mean anything to me. So once I came up to the youth group, I joined the actual, uh, not actual, <laughs> the, the worship team in the um, youth group. <clears throat> and uh, I realized that it was actually something different up here. So um, I realized that, wow, I kind of suck actually. I'm not that good. So in middle school, I would just not practice at all. I would really just kind of wing it every week. But after I came up here, I realized I'm held to a higher standard, and like this is important because you know worshiping is for God to bring Him glory. So if I do it like half, like not really trying, like not taking it seriously, then how is that going to bring God glory at all? So I decided to take it more seriously, start like trying to learn things on my own, and um, just really trying to connect with all the other group. Um, the members of the group and just uh, being able to worship well. So yeah, that went on till where I am now because I'm senior and I am now co-leader. Yeah, co-leader of the worship team. So yeah, that brought it to an even uh, higher level. So like, I had to try, but now it's like way harder just having to be an actual like leader of you guys. I don't know if you guys know, but it's pretty darn hard to come up here and sing and play an instrument. It's pretty freaking hard. So, <laughs> yeah, um, that definitely became harder for me. So, uh, yeah, so that's where I am today in, in terms of worship, and um, worship is pretty important. Yeah. All right, it's my turn. Oh, we can clap. <laughs> Okay, so if you guys remember from my testimony back then, like last year, um, I mentioned that I was raised in a conservative, like a conservative Baptist, and um, we basically, that means like we sang in hymns and like in hymnals, and you weren't allowed to wear shorts. It's it's just really strict. And so um, from like four years, when I was four years old, until I don't know my whole child my whole childhood my parents made me sing in the church um, because that's what Asians do if your kid is good at something you show it off Um, so I just worship wasn't really worship 
I didn't even know it existed. I thought that me singing in front of a church was just like a performance um, and that it's just for other people to judge you or for other people to see oh, how talented your family is. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember singing like Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, but it didn't really, I, mean, I didn't feel it in my heart. Or I, didn't, I didn't believe it because I was just performing. Um, so fast forward to like 10th grade of high school. I, I used to go to West Acres Baptist Church um, and I joined the worship team there and I was a guitar player. I didn't sing. I was an acoustic guitar player. I sucked, but I did it because um, a guy that I used to like was also in the band. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I wanted to hang out with him all the time. Um, that's a bad, like, again, like you can see that my mentality on worship was like not at all worship. It was just for me. It was a very selfish, very me, me, me. Not even me and God, but just me. Um, and uh, I eventually quit because I sucked at guitar. <laughs> I don't know why I even played. Um, but then I went to Filipino Bible study. I always mention this because that's a place where I, it kind of sparked like my interest in worship and in God. But still, in the Filipino Bible study, um, I guess like that was with Jem and with Andre, and we would sing together. Jem was really good at guitar. And I was like, oh man, I wish I was that good at guitar. But I was a singer, so yeah. <laughs> um, back then, too, like to be honest, when I was singing, again, it was just a performance, like also a competition, like, oh, I'm better at singing than you. Uh, I can reach these notes better than you can. Um, it wasn't worship at all. It was again just me, selfish. Um, and it wasn't until maybe when we went to the ramp, which is a retreat, that worship really changed for me. And um, I guess just God just showed me something else, something different um, that I was missing before. And that's when my mentality changed into me and God. So I promised, I think um, the song was Come Away. And the lyrics go like, come away with me, come away with me. I have a plan for you. It's going to be wild. It's going to be great. Yeah, something like that. And that <coughs> song like just really resonated with me around 11th grade, 12th grade maybe. And um, that's when I thought of worship differently, that, oh, it's, it's not just me. It's with God too. And we're sharing this together, and I'm glorifying him through these words and through this song. But then around maybe t end of 12th grade to freshman year of college, I hit a wall um, because I just kept thinking, oh, it's just you and me, God. It's just you and me in this room. Even though I'm with like a bunch of other people singing songs, I, ke I kept telling myself, it's just you and me. It's just you and me with God. Um, and so I guess like that, highlighted how unworthy I felt. Like, um, I thought to myself, like, oh, why would I, 
how can I worship God if I sin so many times? How can I worship God if I'm not even that good? Or how can I worship God if I'm so selfish and so mean all the time and not disciplined at all? Um, and so, like I said, I hit a wall. and I, I mean, I still kept, like, singing, but I guess it wasn't heartfelt anymore. And so that um, wall helped me, or no, um, pushed me to talk to God a lot, like a lot. Like I prayed a lot to God, saying like, what am I doing wrong? Uh, why why is, does this wall exist? Um, and I think he just told me like, I don't know, just join a worship team and I'll show you. And so Howard, I, I joined AKMC, and Howard asked me to join worship team, and I sing You Make Me Brave um, for the first time. That's the very first song you've ever heard from me, is You Make Me Brave. Uh, and I, I was still hitting that wall, even though that song is such an anthem, so beautifully written, so the words are so powerful, but I was still thinking, like, it's just you and me, God, it's just you and me. But then after joining the worship team and being with them even more, I just started thinking, oh, it's the worship team, me, and God. And then after singing with you guys, it's the worship team, the youth group, me, and God. And then I joined EM, and now it's like the church, the youth group, me, and God. And then Howard kept saying, for some reason, he kept saying, like, <coughs> like think of all of United States, worshiping right now, singing songs to glorify God whenever their Sundays are. California's three hours ahead, but they're still glorifying God. And like, so that's the whole U.S., me, you, the whole church, and God worshiping together. Um, and then I led, I started to lead this team. I'm the worship leader, if you don't know. Um, and I guess it became more <coughs> globally that I realized that worship is not, again, I mean, I keep reiterating it, but it's, just, it's not just you and God, but it's the whole world and God and you, like praising together. And so God told me, like, hey, that's a glimpse of heaven. Every time you worship and every time you sing, every time you do something like Instagram, even though there's only 100 followers on our OLC page <laughs> um, and admin team, like that's behind the scenes work that you guys don't see. Like how many times I type your names and your information <coughs> and your mom's and dad's name. <sighs> like that's worship to God um, and I'm not alone. And I guess, again, that took it to another level of realizing that worship is reverent. Worship is heaven. Like it's it's a little peak of heaven. And I used to think when I was little, right, like performance every Sunday, singing solos in the choir. Um, that and they kept telling me like, oh in heaven all you're gonna do is worship. And I was like, what the I don't wanna worship in heaven. I don't wanna sing all the time. I don't wanna like where is Sean gonna be? if that's all I'm going to do, because I didn't know what worship was. 
Like, where, am I, where is my personality going to be in heaven? Or something like that. <laughs> um, but then now, comparing that to, how, to my mentality now, worship is the only thing I ever want to do like in my life. Um, oh, no, I said I wasn't going to cry. <laughs> Okay, if you don't know, I used to be a pharmacy major um, because there's security in pharmacy and they earn like 170,000 starting salary, I think. <laughs> yeah, so um, my parents actually really liked the idea of me going to pharmacy because again, it's security for them, security for me. Um, but this past year, um, we had a staff meeting. And in staff meeting, we have this thing called Aaron's Corner. It's basically a, like, a thing that we use, or Aaron came up with it. But he wanted the staff to get to know each other more. And um, one question that Howard asked was, what's your dream? And I didn't, like, I don't think I was really ever thinking about what my dream was back then, but I just said, I want to lead worship, like, my whole life. If the world was perfect and if I could do it, I would just lead worship. Um, I'm not the greatest singer. Uh, and I'm not, like, I don't know how to play piano, guitar, whatever. I don't know how music works, but that's how I worship God. And that's all I want to <laughs> and my struggle now is that my parents um, still think I want to be still think I want to be a pharmacist um, I haven't told them yet it's been like three months I know for those of you who know <laughs> It's been three months, and I, they don't know that I'm not in school, and they don't know that I'm just pursuing this uh, because I'm scared. And I know I tell you guys all the time, like, you make me brave, you make me brave, no longer slave to fear. <laughs> but life is so scary. And the only thing that's like keeping me going is worship. That's it. That's the only thing I do every day. Just sit on my couch, turn on Spotify, on Bethel Radio, Hillsong United, whatever, and listen to a song and like examine it. I, I read the Psalms every night. Um, that's all I want to do. Oh my gosh. Sorry. But I'm praying, like, really, I always pray for all of you um, that you, you feel how I feel, that even though there's no security in worship leading or whatever, I know, like, trust that God has your back. Um, 
so he's not going <coughs> to give you. <laughs> okay, he has a purpose for you, right? And that purpose, as long as you just run for it and you just, I don't know, like give your heart to it, like how you're supposed to worship. Give your whole heart to it, like Kyung playing bass maybe. If he put his whole heart to playing bass and like mentoring Tommy, who else wants, oh Sam, Sam wants to play bass. Um, like think of how much that glorifies God and how much God is looking down at you guys and like saying, wow, like my sons, you know. <laughs> or like Heon doing admin, Michelle doing CC, TK art, Aaron medical school, MD, PhD, freaking. <laughs> uh, Andre with whatever she wants to do in her life that she doesn't even know yet. <laughs> Jem, she's about to graduate. She's in Georgia Tech. I'm about to call Hugh GHP. I know you and the soundboard. Chill. <laughs> Drumline, marching band. Josiah with hunting. Chris, Pad. Everything like you have. Every one of you has God. Like God place something in your heart and you have a purpose and that purpose is for you to worship God like with your whole heart and it's a lifelong process that's why I'm crying right now because if you remember <laughs> my mentality as a kid and my mentality now and I'm only 21 how much more am I going to grow if I keep seeking God you know uh, yeah, so that's it. And then I just start to go, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, first of all, worship comes in all shapes and forms. As you can see, like, with um, all the examples that we gave you, like, there's arts, there's sports, there's literature, there's music. There's like basically you can do okay, almost anything. Not everything's good. Yeah. You can do almost anything and then um, as long as you have the right mind and um, heart to it, you um, you can use it to glorify God. Worship is intentional. You have to always keep in mind that what you're doing right now, whether you're volunteering in Red Cross, making birthday cards, cleaning that storage, whatever it is, it's for God. And you have to keep it in your mind that, oh, I'm doing this for the glory of God. And thinking that way makes you do your best. Uh, be open to vulnerability. So, <laughs> um, yeah, don't be afraid to worship. Worshiping <coughs> is never something that you should be ashamed of or, like, be embarrassed. So don't be afraid to, like, sing out to your heart's content. Don't be afraid to cry. No one's going to judge you. Um, like, Worship is just an awesome thing, and it's meant to be praising God, so who can make fun of you or, like, judge you or criticize you for something that you're doing for God? Like, no one could ever do that to you. Uh, don't depend on your emotions alone. I know that's kind of confusing, but whenever you worship or when you sing songs, sometimes you don't like the, the worship, you don't like how we sing, you don't like how we play, you don't like the song even. Um, and that's your emotions talking to you. Don't depend on that. Whatever song we sing is not for your feelings. It's for Jesus' glory and that alone. And so when you worship, 
think of that. Like it's not dependent on your feelings alone. And that goes back to intentional and vulnerability. Yeah. There is no measure to your worthiness. So um, Howard talks about this a lot, actually, how he says, like, we all suck. So <laughs> uh, on staff, you know, like, I don't know, maybe you look to, up to us as like really holy people. But honestly, we're about as holy or not holy as you guys. So we're all just normal people. And we fail sometimes. We suck. We make mistakes. And um, on the worship team, obviously, we're not always perfect. We're not the greatest group ever. We mess up, and sometimes things just don't work out. So um, that shouldn't stop you from worshiping, though, because God's glory is meant to be given by everyone, no matter how like broken you are or how messed up you think you are. Like, There is no one who can't worship God as long as they have a desire to. Uh, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If you're not a Christian or if you're not a believer, and this might sound weird to you, but the Holy Spirit is given to us by God because back in the days, God like used to talk to, uh, to people, like talk, like physically talk to people, or you hear him or something, or he'll send an angel to you. Uh, but these days, we have the Holy Spirit for that. It convicts you. It makes you feel good things. It makes you feel guilty sometimes, like conviction. Um, but when you're worshiping, always invite the Holy Spirit to be here. That's why when I prayed earlier, or that song even, the Holy Spirit song, you're welcome here. Um, when you invite him in your life, wherever you are, he will take care of you because that's God's present to you. And remember that the Holy Spirit is always with you, always. Uh, you are not alone. So we all struggle, like I just said. Um, we all have problems and things that we just fail at so you're obviously not the only one because we all do it we all have sins we all have um, issues in our lives and yeah everyone else here has the same or maybe not the same but they have problems just like you so um when you're worshiping it's not just you and god it's the entirety of christianity and just praising god so yeah you're not alone it's a lifelong process, so if you don't have it figured out now, you have your whole life to figure it out. Don't be scared. And worship is for eternity. So um, this can be reflected by that song that we all love, Taste of Eternity. So the lyrics say, um, Taste of Eternity is here on our lips with every breath we sing. So like a taste of eternity, when you think about that, that means eternity is like forever that's a long time <laughs> and a taste being worship so in heaven all we're going to be doing is worshiping God that's why we're here and that's what we're going to do up there so when we're singing on earth it means we're just only grasping a glimpse of what heaven's going to be like because we only live for so long and when you're in heaven that's all you're going to do forever so that's what a glimpse of eternity is going to be like so that's what you're getting here on earth Okay, so I'm going to ask to turn down the lights, or turn these off, get Aaron to come up, you guys to stand up. And then we're going to worship <laughs> your music. Turn my corner. 
thank you for today again. Um, and just for the courage that you've given me and Robin um, as we spoke about worship. Lord, I pray that it's not just words that can be one ear and out the other. Lord, let it really just resonate in their hearts that worship is for life. And worship is with their life. There's nothing else that matters in this world but that. Thank you that you give us purpose and that we can use that purpose to glorify you. Thank you for both of us every Sunday, maybe even every day, if we're intentionally worshiping you, Lord. And I pray that we always seek after you obediently and consistently, Lord. Um, even in hard times and in brokenness and the world sucks even through that one. Thank you for letting us praise you no matter what. Thank you for always being here with us and leading us wherever we are. Sean and Robin, Lord God, the words to speak to us. Uh, and I thank you so much 